0: I think that's what really separates us from everybody else is do it this way versus no we're going to give you some strategies but do it your way because that's what's going to feel aligned with you and draw your clients to
1: you are an amazing human being you're a coach or expert who works hard to make a positive difference for your clients i'm joss willard and my mission is to help good coaches like you make great profits so you can live an amazing life helping the people you're meant to serve this podcast is here to help with that We'll be bringing you the information, resources, experts, and perspectives to allow your practice to make a difference, support the life you want, and reward you fairly and well for the impact that you bring. Welcome to Profit for Coaches. Hey folks, super excited to have you here today. Today's episode is one of those episodes that is devoted to bringing you connection to someone who is devoted to helping you make your coaching business better. Our guests today are Mark Longwith and Gabriel Omott, and they are two heart-centered entrepreneurs who founded the Energetic Alignment Academy, or EAA, to help other coaches, healers, and service-based businesses monetize their passions for helping others without compromising their morals and values. Through EAA, Mark and G help their clients shift their beliefs, get crystal clear on who they serve and what problems they solve, embrace their own unique genius, and create tangible strategies to get them in front of dozens of their ideal clients each and every month. So if you're someone who is not where you want to be in your coaching business, maybe you've just started your coaching business, maybe you've been going for a while, but you just haven't been able to get over that 50, $60,000 a year level of your business, you're going to want to be paying attention to today's episode because Mark and G are bringing a ton of value. We dig into their business. We dig into what they do. It's a killer episode. So buckle up and enjoy. Hey, real quick, before we dive fully into this episode, I just wanna take a quick second to tell you how you can get the most possible benefit out of Profit for Coaches. Our goal at the podcast is for these episodes to provide techniques, tools, skills, strategies, and inspirations from me and from guests that can help any coaching practice be more profitable. But the reality is you want your practice to be more profitable, and you'd like it to happen as fast as possible. I've been doing this coaching thing for close to 25 years now, and, It was a long, hard road to learn exactly, by trial and error, what it was I needed to do to have a consistent, multi-six-figure coaching business that didn't drive me crazy. And I don't want you to have to work that hard. So head on over to ProfitForCoaches.com and sign up for the Profit for Coaches newsletter. Every week, I'll give you specific action steps and tools that you can use to make your coaching business more profitable, faster. We expand on the concepts we cover here in the podcast episodes, You get sneak previews of episodes to come before they air. And you get more access to and in-depth information about the great guests that we have on the podcast. In other words, it's like this podcast episode, only better, more condensed, and more actionable. So if you want your coaching business to be more profitable, more quickly, head over to ProfitForCoaches.com now and sign up for the newsletter today. Gabriel, Mark. Gabriel, you go by G. Awesome. Great to have you here on the show. I'm excited about it because I think we're going to go in a lot of different cool directions with this conversation. But we need to start with the question that I ask everybody, which is, how did you go from where you started to these titans of energetic coaching business success that you are today?
2: Okay. Thanks. Mark's going to let me take this one. Okay. Thanks for having us. We're excited to be here. Excited to dive into some of these topics with you. So we came together, it's interesting, says so we're co-founders, we're 50-50 business partners in Energetic Alignment Academy, and Mark and I didn't know each other really before this. I'll just give you the quick, in the nutshell, how we came to be and how we met and how we why we created this business. So for myself, I've been in the coaching space for a few years before I met Mark. A couple different life coach certifications, really just felt called to, after I hired my own life coach, help other people the same way I was helped. So I got really just on that. Yep, exactly. We always lead through our own breakthroughs. So I'm over here trying to build my business. I'm working full time corporate America, been at the same company almost 30 years. So I'm trying to do that side hustle thing, really get this business going. And I was doing all the things that I was supposed to do. I learned how to build out the funnel and hired a coach and bought different business programs and was spending money on Facebook ads. And what was happening is I was spending a lot more than I was making. My husband was getting pretty impatient with this new hobby of mine that was supposed to make us money and was just costing us money. So I was out there constantly looking for the magic bullet solution, what I think a lot of coaches are when they're trying to start building their business. So that was me. Meanwhile, Mark is, I don't know if you wanted to say where you were, do you want me to just keep going?
0: You can just go with how we met and then I'll tell you
2: I know what? your story yeah. so well, okay. Mark was doing his own thing in San Diego. I'm out of Seattle, Washington. He was doing his own thing in San Diego. He was a coach for like very high-end clients, Michelin star chef, race car driver, and he did in-person high-ticket coaching. And then COVID hit and that changed his business model. So he was learning this online space and he had partnered up with another coach in the industry who was doing like a live event, a training. That's how I met Mark. I signed up for this event or training, again, looking for the magic bullet. Mark was helping him do this launch and he was coaching people. And I got Mark as my coach and we started chatting and I'm like, I don't need anything this guy has. I already have all this and I'm still not making any money. And Mark's like, well, tell me about this. Like, show me what you got. And so we talked for a little bit and he's like, you know what? You're right. You should be making money by now. He said, the only thing stopping you is you. You're out of alignment somewhere. And so long story short, I couldn't afford his personal coaching rate, but we kept in touch. And then eventually we worked out a deal that I could make happen. And I hired him as my coach for three months. So month number two, my income doubled. Month number three, my income tripled. And we didn't work on different business strategies. I had plenty of those. What Mark helped me with was to get energetically aligned with myself. I had totally gone into this grind and hustle mode. And I was forcing, trying to force things to happen so hard that I was actually holding myself back. And when I would let go more, and when I made space for my morning routine and my Dr. Joe meditations, and that is when things just started to fall into place and people would find me. I even turned off my ads. So basically, after we we're done working together, I asked him if he wanted to partner with me in something to really help coaches with both aspects of business. There's a strategy piece, but a lot of people are talking about this energetic alignment piece over here. And so we created Energetic Alignment Academy in March of 2021. Okay. And that's who it came to be. Cool. Yeah.
0: Mark, what do you have to add? I'll, actually, I think I will add a little bit about the, what happened after that, and then I'll go back to a little bit of my story. So one is we started this business from scratch. We actually filed the policy on Gabriel's birthday in 2021. I was traveling the world at that time. I was living in Colombia, and then I moved to Medellin to Costa Rica. Long story short, we built this whole thing. And in the first year, in the seven-month mark of Zero, like, I don't think we even spent any ad spend barely. We had no following. We were able to do $100,000 in business. And I think that's pretty impressive, personally, because I started businesses before. And then we were able to almost 5X that the next year. So we grew by 400% ish. And then I think if you look at some other numbers, it might have been closer to 500%. So that was pretty wild ride. And then when we hit into this year, a lot of the thing stopped working. And it was interesting. We've noticed a lot of shifts in the industry, and I think we're going to probably talk about that on going further, and I think that was a really interesting part, but it was crazy to see such a burst and then such a shift and why things are shifting and how it really actually brought G and I back to our heart-centered space of why we're doing this, and so that's something I'd love to share with you on this podcast, but what I was going to say is just to give you the quick rundown. I was a sommelier in Vegas for 10 years. I owned a brew pub as well. And I had a consulting firm and I consulted with Station Casino, which was a billion dollar corporation. I was just over it. My business partners were my best friends. They were great, but they just didn't have the drive that I did. So I just hired a coach out of the blue, a friend of mine had recommended, and I just immediately shifted and started getting into the coaching industry. And from there, like I said, I was working with Michelin star chefs and Baseball players and all these things down in San Diego. I made this final transition to San Diego, sold the brew pub, and at that point, I really had found my calling and shifted from this. You can just imagine a young man that was at this point (laughs) forty, who was born and raised in Las Vegas, and getting away from all of that and getting into the coaching industry. It was quite a transformational experience internally. And then, yeah, COVID hit, and I lost ninety percent of my income overnight, and started working in the online space with a with a guy who was doing a million dollars in sales. So I was very lucky. To be able to get with people that were doing very well as opposed to the regular person who goes to coaching school, tries to charge a couple hundred bucks an hour to that. Yeah. I just the first my first client I think was eighteen thousand dollars and then my next client was five thousand dollars a month for the rare, right? You don't really see that. But yeah, that's my coaching story at least.
1: Cool. Yeah. We've already got five different things that I could rant on. The typical path to coaching, coaching schools, certifications, marketing. Yeah. It's- I'm glad you're here. Put it that way. We think we, speaking of alignment, I think we're going to align pretty well here on in this conversation. So that's how you got to today. And there are people listening who just went, wait, hold on. Did he just say in seven months, they did hundred thousand dollars. And a year later they did five times that. Yes, they did. That's what he said. And <laughs> yes, you can do that. Not everyone has to be sitting and struggling like the average coach average life coach struggles to make $30,000 a year the average business or executive coach struggles to make $50,000 a year that doesn't mean that business coaching is better it just means that both coaches both types of coaches generally speaking especially if they're good coaches generally suck at running businesses or launching businesses or starting businesses because just like with any other business type out there entrepreneur nobody teaches us and we don't generally have the skill set naturally to be a a business owner or run a business instead we are really good technicians at what we do helping people create transformation and then we sit there going why why is nobody coming to get their transformation so how did you go from dead zero to that first hundred thousand dollars in seven months
2: i'm gonna say because mark has the courage that i didn't have Mark was fearless and he'll tell you like he's scared all the time, but he just does it anyway. But for me, there's something to be said for this. For those of you out there that are trying to do this by yourself, it is so much harder to do by yourself. I'm not saying you need a business partner, but if you can be in a community or you got to have mentorship, something where you're not alone on an island. So for yes. Mark and I, we're really fortunate. I think business co-founders that actually align on, we've had a couple of disagreements, but honestly, not many. We both communicate very well together. So I think that was one thing that definitely helped us is we had each other. It wasn't just one of us trying to build the business. And I'm just being honest and transparent because it's the other thing that we're tired of is people blowing smoke up other people's, you know what, <laughs> with all these false promises of how easy it's going to be. So we're not here to do that. So I would say that's one thing, though, is that Mark had the courage. I had all this digital marketing know-how, but like most of us, I think when we're starting this business, what we struggle with is the being seen, the having confidence in ourselves, the fear of rejection, like we don't Mm -hmm. want to feel rejected. Honestly, those things will hold us back more than the lack of any strategy. And Mark wasn't afraid of that. So... I would create kind of the stuff and the con- and the, you know, the curriculum and things. And he would get out there because he fully believed in us and it and be able to sell because he really wasn't trying to manipulate someone. He was super passionate and believed in what yep. we were doing. So I think that's a big part
0: of it. Cool. Mark? Um, I think that in correlation with what G was saying, the confidence really what the edge was also, I had been in business for 10 years. In other areas. And I think it really made a difference. And I think also that I can remember opening Banger Brewing, which was a group I'm in downtown Las Vegas. It was open for 10 years. It actually closed this year. I had sold out in 2019, but I remember opening it. And I guess what I'm trying to share is there's a huge shift going from an employee to an entrepreneur. Yes. And the learning curve is tremendous. And I was talking with G about it. Like where G's at today, she started it like basically 12 years ago. And where I'm at today, Probably, yeah, like about 12, 12 years ago, now that I think about it. And I think that people underestimate what it takes to make that shift and that transformation. And so if you've gone through some of that, it's like your second business Cancel. is a little easier than your first, and your third business is a little easier than your second. And I think that also gave me the confidence. And I, I just literally remember opening Banger Brewing and being like scared to tell people what to do. I just simply feeling like, who am I to tell them what to do? And then guilty because I wasn't doing the work because I was a worker my whole life. So you take someone to try to make them a worker, like it doesn't work. And I just did a reel on this about going from an employee to an entrepreneur and also going from a hustler to a CEO. Those yep. are huge ships. They are. Absolutely. That's one of the reasons that
1: the average business coaching client lasts four months, which is one of the reasons why the industry says sell 90 day packages, right? Because what happens is you can make the transformation in somebody's business or in themselves personally, you can help them make that transformation in 90 days or less, pretty simply. The challenge is, and what we found when I first started in business coaching, I had a, a partner and we actually had an average client lasted 16. Our client average was 16 months in an industry when the average was four. And what we found was they come in with this identity, struggling business owner or worker, especially the folks who are craftspeople or the transformational coaches, they're used to, they do the work. That identity is, I am a coach, right? Or I am a plumber, or I am a carpenter, rather than I am the owner of a successful plumbing business, or I'm the owner of a successful carpentry business, or I'm the owner of a successful coaching business. And when you have that identity, like you can make them successful in 90 days, but now their problem is, I'm a struggling business owner. I'm a struggling coach. I'm a whatever. But now here's this business that's successful they will start sabotaging that because they can't, their identity is struggling business owner, struggling coach, whatever. They can't handle having a successful business that doesn't fit with the identity. So going in and flipping those levers, like you said, Mark, it's, it can take a long time if you're doing it by yourself. You're trying to make that adjustment, which is why so many businesses will fail in a row or you'll have a business and it'll just struggle for forever. It takes a long time. Or you can get someone, and like you said earlier, G, a community or coaches or mentors or someone who can stand with you and go, maybe look at it from this perspective, or maybe you're not as much of a struggling business owner as you thought you were, because look at these things you've created. That type of stuff can just exponentially accelerate business success. And so I think it sounds like, based on what you were saying, and then your response, Mark, was that it's exactly that. Mark had the identity of, I'm a guy who builds successful businesses. I'm a guy who's done this before. The definition of courage isn't not being afraid. It's being afraid and doing it anyway. And Mark, you seem to be comfortable with that. So the reason that I went on this long-winded, this isn't about me, it's about you guys. But the reason for this is because I think it's so important. I think you're a great demonstration of this and of this concept that the coaches that are out there trying to do it by themselves, struggling over and over again and wondering why it's not happening, they just haven't made that shift to get their identity of who they are into alignment with what's actually going on and what's really happening in front of them, which is not intentionally, but a long-winded way of coming to the concept of your business is Energetic Alignment Academy. So alignment's a big thing in there. What's what's energetic alignment? What does it mean? How is it effective and helpful for coaches or any business owner trying to go from, I have this thing to now I own a successful coaching business?
2: I think I'm so glad that you touched on identity because that is, alignment. So as long as you're identifying as this particular persona that you've mm-hmm. developed in, for yourself, that's going to feel very normal yep. for you. And when you start to shift, it's going to feel very different. You're going to get that pushback. You're going to self-sabotage like you talked about. For, before I go into energetic alignment, I just wanted to say that is so true what you just said. And that is why when we first started our container, it's called Monetize Your Medicine, and it was six months. Mm-hmm. At the end of those six months, and we deal with newer people coaches and healers that are just starting out or they've been struggling trying it on their own they're really not making much progress we immediately said okay they need a full year so we grandfathered everyone in for another six months and then we made it 12 months exactly because of that because when you're just starting out like that's that is everything like you have to change identity and as a matter of fact it's on a little tangent but i want to give an example of this because i was really curious about that too And so I posted something in a private Facebook group from my coaching school where all the coaches in there are certified through the same school. And I said, I just want, I'm curious, y'all, for those of you that have made six figures in your business, tell me how long did it take you to make it? And I'm talking about go back as long as you've been doing this, not since you were just certified or whatever. And then also, how much were you making before you decided to be a coach? And then also, what skills and stuff did you bring to the table? And- there got so much engagement and it was so curious to see the people who were, did make six figures in their first year or two of coaching were people like Mark that were already in business before in some way, shape or form, yep. or they'd made $300,000 a year as a doctor or something. And that was just their norm. So part of their identity is I don't make less than this year. Yep. You know what I mean? So huge. So anyway, thank you for sharing that. And then on energetic alignment, I think for This is, we just talked about this yesterday on a coaching call, because for me, it means that I feel joy in what I'm doing. Like I could tell I got disconnected from myself just recently because I'm a doer and I'm always like working and strategizing and thinking I love to learn new things. But sometimes I catch myself and I haven't gotten away from my laptop in seven hours and the sun's shining out there. And I'm just like, so I like and I don't meditate in the morning, which I normally do, because I feel like I don't have time. And I, just, I love my work. I think that's part mm-hmm. of it, too. But energetic alignment means that you can truly be yourself. You're authentic. You don't people please other people and you find joy in what you're doing. So there's a lot of like Mark talks a lot about instead of learning something new, or doing something new. A lot of it is what do you need to let go of? What yeah. kind of people in your life do you need to let go of? What kind of ideals do you hold that you need to let go of so that you can really step into what feels like joy? Now, some people, this doesn't mean be passive and not take action. So I just want to clarify that. It doesn't mean be passive and not take action. It means if you are coming from a really energetically aligned place and you're feeling like, like that flow, that focus time where you're in flow and doesn't even feel like you're working, you can get so much done in two hours of aligned action compared to eight hours of unaligned action. Yep. So that is why we think that is really parallel as a foundation. Cause it's mm-hmm. like you're otherwise you're swimming upstream trying to force the outcome for things. So it's more mm-hmm. like letting go and going with what feels good, but not using that as some reason to be passive and not take any action.
0: Excellent. Mark, anything to add? I think it really is as she said, just that connection with yourself. And I think one thing I would like to add is when it comes to energetic alignment, don't listen to anybody. I think there's so many gurus out there that are trying to sell you their templates that made them seven figures and uh-huh. they're not for you. You have to listen to yourself. That's the only thing I would say, because if you try to do what G and I do, now you can just take a strategy, but if you do it like us, it's not going to work. You're not us. And I think that's what really separates us from everybody else is do it this way versus no. We're going to give you some strategies, but do it your way because that's what's going to feel aligned with you and draw your clients
1: to. Nice.
0: Yeah. I like that. There's a lot there. I'm trying to, I can't go in 12 directions at once. So I have something great while you're thinking. Go for it. I just, I was reading Gay Andrews said the big leap and just something he said that really shocked me and it was beautiful because like he talks about the upper limit, just what you're talking about. You hit that upper limit, you start to self an uproot. And he said that he worked with Michael Dell and like he was had a major self-sabotage problem. It's one of the youngest billionaires in history. And the reason why I want to bring that up on this podcast is, you know, you're talking about somebody that's literally one of the biggest people in the world that created money. So if this person is experiencing that, we all are. So give yourself some grace. Yeah. Absolutely. There's,
1: I have what we call the woo scale. I talk about it in one of my early episodes. It's basically this. And, and G, you brought up basically not just passively manifesting things. But the woo scale for me is one to 10, one being hard science. If I can't feel it, hold it in front of me, measure it, it doesn't exist. And 10 is the universe is entirely energy and we create reality with our thoughts, right? And everyone is somewhere on that scale between one to 10. And it doesn't matter to me where you are, except for which language I'm going to use to talk to you, right? Because mm. the principles of success in the world don't change. They're the same regardless of how you believe it or what language you put around it. So I just wanted to check with you because we're talking about energetic alignment, but not passive manifesting. Where would you put yourselves on the woo scale? One to 10. Just so for those who are listening, they can kind of self calibrate.
2: And the number that I comes in for it. me is, let's do it. Ready? One, two, three, seven.
0: I said 10. It mark's marks the right. hard 10. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I really think G's actually the hard 10 because I really think she believes that her thoughts create everything in her reality. And I just love that because it's actually been something that I've learned a lot from her because I've had to slow down. Because so I am very like more of a five to seven. And yep. G's like, yeah, you're creating all this shit with your mind. Sorry. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I am. And I just, I really think that. And just to give a quick example is we hired a consultant because we were flopping in the beginning of the year because we tried to change a bunch of stuff. Spent like 50 yep. G's and it didn't work. And all she did was just like, your energy is wrong. And she was right. Our energy was, this is what you're thinking. And that's what you're going to get. And she just worked with us on our energy for the last three months. We had some strategies in there and it's mind blowing how everything shifted. And I just, I really think it's all energy. I think if your energy is right, all the tangible stuff falls in place. So G, what are your thoughts?
2: I went with seven because I totally do believe that. You're absolutely right. But I believe it because there's science behind it and i am woo and there is like a, i'm not religious at all but i am very spiritual but the reason i was able to get into that is because there was some science that backed it up that's why i love dr joe because there's like some science that backs up that stuff so that's why i gave myself a 7
1: that's cool what i have found in my experience is that people who are on the and it's not a rating of 1 is better than the, but people who are on the closer to the 10 end of the scale are far more open to the science side and hearing the scientific stuff and, and you can use both sets of languages with them and they'll get it. Although they'll usually stop you and translate it to the woo side. If you're speaking science, the hard science folks, the one to threes, you get two woo with them and they're just done. They don't want to, and that's fine. That's totally fine. The, it doesn't change. Like I said, the fundamental principles, it just changes the language you have to use in order to to have them be accepted and how much science you have to show them (laughs) in order to get the buy-in. So I just wanted to go there. And then I wanted to go You talked about how things have changed, especially recently. And almost every coach that I've talked to, everybody who's in, especially the online space right now in 2023 has said, there's been a seismic shift in the way things are showing up, what's working, what's not working. The cost of acquisition for new clients has gone way up, like double, triple, Some in some cases, there's way more people asking for refunds. There's so much less closing on a single call. If you do call closes, sell by chat is in some cases working better, but quite often that's because they weren't doing anything of the sort before, but there's been a lot of, it seems to be harder to sell right now. And there's a lot of speculation about hows and whys and whatever, but one of the theories that I've seen a lot is that the big promise is done, at least for now. We go through cycles. Psychologically, we find this trick works and everybody then rushes out and uses it and then everyone gets tired of it and then it stops working. The latest one right now is the negative question. The, would it be the worst idea in the world for us to have a meeting? Or would you be totally opposed to hopping on a call with me? Every time I see that, I'm just like, yes, I would. Because it, what happened as typically happens is somebody read Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss or took a class with Black Swan Group and was told that you want to get to no, not to yes. And so they're just throwing out these blatant, give me a no questions. But anyway, sorry, me going off on my thing. The point is, The first episode of this podcast is entitled, The Coaching Industry Sucks. Generally speaking, the online coaching industry, because it's mostly a marketing industry, that changes and it doesn't change. Coaching is great. The industry, what it's supposed to do is great. How it's taught, how it's sold, how it's marketed to, I think that sucks. And I think we're seeing a lot of people are lost and flailing around. And I've seen a ton of people doubling down on the big promises and adding guarantees and cutting timelines. And I've seen so many people saying, if you have a 12-month program, you got to scrap it. You cannot, you got to get it down to 90 days because people, it's got to be a fast action. You got to deliver that 12 month promise in 90 days or people aren't going to mind. I'm just watching ships slowly sinking as they sail through the coaching industry. What are you seeing? What is it about, what are the changes that you think are happening and for better
0: or for worse? I just, so one, we're so aligned. So thank you. I can't use too much colorful language. So I'm just going to be nice here. So first if, off, If you, you limit just... the
1: F-bombs, we're fine.
0: I would just say that the industry is complete bullshit and that most people out there are trying to use a tactic. And I think why I'm such, I mean, my sales closing rate for the first six months of our business was a hundred percent. And I think the reason why it's like that is we do a really good vetting process. I always say, if you have to sell, then you're, you sucked at your marketing. But the other thing is, it's just showing up genuine. I'm actually afraid to go get sales training because I've never had any because I don't want anything to be inauthentic. And so when I teach people how to sell, I teach them overarching principles, not tactics, because the reality of it is that people are finally waking up and they are sick and tired of being lied to, of being hustled, and they want real results. And all of those people that come in and want the quick whatever, you're still going to get those, and they're going to make their money off of them. I don't want that. I want to build a business that 10 years from now people are like, this is the most amazing experience. It changed my life. Maybe my business blew up. Maybe it didn't. Maybe this is what meant to happen. I went in this direction. But I think overall what's happening, and here's the other part too, like we're all, I don't know how old you are, but like G and I are in our 40s and 50s and yeah, same. So we're in this place where it's like, these kids today have grown up with this. You can't just pull the wool over their eyes like people in our age group. They have been listening to our bullshit for the last decades. So they're like, come on, what's next? They've seen it all. Mm-hmm. So I think what's really happening is people are, and I also, if you want to get rude, I think we're going to a collective awakening from a heart-centered place. But beyond that, I just think people are like, they're just over it. That's mm-hmm. what I really think. I, I'm curious G's opinion, but I think that's what's happening. People are waking up and they're just like, nah, I'm good.
2: We were talking about this, Mark and I, the other day. Yeah, it's a lot of overpromising and underdelivering. I think, that people are seeing out there and they're just sick of it. But it's almost like a bubble. It's almost like a real estate bubble that's popped. Like people got really entitled in our industry and started yeah. to think they could just start charging astronomical prices. And I have experienced it myself. Like I've seen people that I looked up to that were my mentors that have made this shift into this unethical marketing and sales that just no longer aligns with me at all. And, and I've seen them crumble because of it because people yeah. are just not having it anymore. So I think that people just, for example, some of the things I see out there I just want people to know, if you haven't made $10,000 in your business yet, and you go to some free event and they tell you that by using their strategy, you can make $100,000 next month, they're lying to you, number one. Number two, if somebody tells you the only way you can exceed is by, succeed is by using their strategy, they're lying to you. If they try to tell you that building a profitable business is easy, they're lying to you. But here's the <sighs> thing. Most people won't succeed. But you can't, every one of you can succeed. And I think that the can succeed part comes from that entrepreneurial, that like you were talking about, that shifting your identity from a worker, from a yeah. service giver to the CEO of your business to an entrepreneur. It means failing over and over again. And instead of making it mean I suck at this, nobody wants what I have and I can't bring any value to the world. It's like, okay, wait, let me get curious about this. I think people, like, personally, I'm tired of, like, these strategies, like you were talking about, reading the sales book and, like, following these little script strategies. Yeah. So we were, t- I was coaching a client the other day, and I'm like, to make sales really easy, I have one tip for everyone. Just be honest. Yep. So easy. Then you yep. don't have to worry about messing up because you're just honest. Yeah. Especially if you believe in what you're offering.
1: Yeah. And there's so many folks out there, like Mark was saying, who especially... We're talking millennial group who have been through the. Let's just hop on a call real quick. That turns into a sales pitch and all the manipulation strategies and stuff. That if you're just honest with them, like, hey, this is reality. This is where I'm at. This is what I'm trying to do, and I think I can help you. Or do you want some help with that? You don't have to remember the strategy. And quite often, if you do try to pull a strategy, and especially if you don't do it well, it instantly triggers them. On, I've seen this more. Oh, I know what you're trying to do. Knock it out. Like I. Gen Xers of the world unite, but I still have that challenge, right? It's like somebody somebody hits me with a badly executed sales technique, and it's 50-50 as to whether I'm just going to block them and say goodbye or whether I'm going to send them a message going, here's how you screwed that
0: up. Right. Right.
1: If you're going to execute this particular strategy, which by the way, stopped working four years ago when this came out and replaced it, you should probably do it this way and this way. But that might me be, be me just being a little, I shouldn't say it's 50-50. That probably happens 20% of the time that I just get I'm in the right mood or grumpy enough or happy enough or whatever it is. Maybe I'm trying to help, but I'm a little li- little less acerbic when I'm like, hey, you know what? You might want to consider this. Or if I'm just grumpy, I'm just like, you sucked at this. Try again. But anyway, I think honesty is key. I think I'm not a big fan of using the words transparent, especially because they just tied to radical transparency and radical honesty is just a concept that usually gets turned into the stick with which to beat people. If you can't handle my crap, then... I'm just being radically honest when I tell you that you suck to your face. It's like, um, yeah, but you're also being rude. Anyway, you've gone through a big shift. You had the mindset stuff cleaned out, which was good, but you've also done some tactical and strategic stuff. What has changed that has helped you get through this stormy seas that the industry is going through that everyone's trying to figure out, how do I get through this? And like we said, some are doubling down on the negative things, some are flailing, some are going to AI and having ChatGPT write everything for them, which doesn't work if you're not doing it right. But what have you changed? What shifts have you seen that have worked for you that just what worked for you? Let's just go with that. do you want to go on this?
2: I'll start. For us, what's worked really for us since day one and really the way that most of our business comes through to us is by doing live launches. We -hmm. do a free workshop every month and we have four probably 24 months now. And what we do in those workshops is we really try to make it an experience. It's not like the other workshops out there where people just talk at you the whole time, like webinar style, like it's an open Zoom room. An actual
1: workshop where they actually. Exactly.
2: Yep. They come together. We mix it up a little with, we bring in some other people that bring things that Mark and I can't bring to the room and the container. And we really just connect and we just show up and we just give a lot of value over three to five days depending how long that workshop is and then people often enroll from there because we do make an invitation during in that workshop to work with us but if they don't we've had people that come back to just our workshop every month and it's the same workshop but they, it's live so it might vary a little bit but they just love being in the room they're not ready or can't invest in in the program and that's great that's the way that we just show up and serve and then i will say mark mentioned this earlier i'm not sure if we're recording yet but we're talking about like at the beginning of the year we started to struggle and the workshops weren't converting like they used to they were still converting but not like it used to and we're like what's shifted here what are we doing wrong and because again when that stuff happens and it always will like something will work for a while and then it just stops working as well when you have to get really curious about it and try to figure out what that is and tweak something and try again so what we found was that our energy was off. We hired a very aligned consultant that I had previously worked with, and she's in sales, and she's all about, what does she call it? Permission, permissive sales? Like asking permission.
1: Permission-based sales. sales.
2: Permission-based sales, thank you. So she's all about that and just being truth, truthful with people and none of this other nonsense. And so we really needed to hear that. And we were also like, because we had a couple, we actually changed some things up. We tried to go to a two-hour masterclass and convert people and tried to do it the same way it doesn't work that way cuz it's much less time for people to really get to know and trust you so we got entitled ourselves i feel like
1: tough to cram 5 days into 2 hours
2: it really is yeah so we got a little entitled ourselves and she checked us on that and we had to remind ourselves why are we doing this and then when we were able to shift that and be like make it all about service and quit trying to worry about making a conversion that's mm-hmm. when it started to work again so I truly believe that the foundations of building a business are always the same, regardless of what, who's doing it or different strategies to do it. But basically you have to create, have an idea, something of value for a certain segment of people that are really going to resonate and desire it. And then you have to share the word about it. And then you have to deliver something fantastic, right? And if you can do those things, you're going to grow a business. But all the different strategies in there, of course, one being is how do you share the word? And I think that for us, like on our workshops, when we really just dropped the pressure we put on ourselves to actually get sales from these workshops and we just enjoyed ourselves and showed up, that's when the sales happened.
0: Yep. Everything G said 100%. And then I think for me and whoever's listening to this, write this down. You're not building a business. You're building a community. If you're in this industry, you are building it. You are in the community business. I think in the movie, The Founder, you're not in the burger business. You're in the real estate business. You are not in the coaching business. You are in the community business. If you're building something that's more than just one-on-one with a couple of people, that's what you're really doing. And I think that's something that, listen, I don't say this about a lot of things. That's something G and I do unbelievably well. We're actually shocked. Our community is so amazing. I just, I'm like, how did we do this? And it's just, it just, it took a mind and organic piece of its own. It's been amazing. And that right there, people come in, they don't want to leave. And that's what you want to create. Something so amazing that people just don't want to go.
1: Yeah, I agree. And that's some of the folks that I respect and talk to. And that's basically one of the things they're saying. Like the big promises, you got to, the big promises are going away. Nobody believes them anymore. The manipulative tactics, people are awake to them and resent them. And the one-off, here's some videos, do it yourself, or even just one-to-one. All you're doing is one-to-one coaching in a vacuum none of those are going to hold or continue to hold as well. You have to be putting communities around them, which is interesting because two years ago it was, uh, everyone's tired of Facebook groups. Everyone's tired of circle groups and whatever things. And that's still true. There is a lot of Facebook fatigue, but generally speaking, the folks that I trust, it is some sort of community around. It doesn't have to be a Facebook group. It doesn't have to be meeting every week on a Zoom call with everyone, but there's got to be some form of community. There's got to be something where Everyone feels like, yeah, these are my people and they understand what I'm going through and I can understand what they're going through and we can relate and we're floating through whatever this is together. So I think you're absolutely right with that, Mark. It's at this point, it's community building is one of the big keys.
0: You know, it's interesting about that too. I think that what G and I have seen is that what's the big shift is happening too. And so they're going from cults to communities. So I think what was yeah. happening is people were creating a little bit of a cult. Absolutely. And I want to be in their $25,000 investment. I want to be in their $50,000 investment. I want to yes. be in their 100000 I just want to be around them and touch them. And I think that's fading. So like, this is somebody, they're just like a normal person. G and yeah. I used to have these conversations. I'm like, these are just normal people. And I've had a lot of exposure being raised in Vegas to like billionaires and celebrities and coaching high level people. They're just regular people like me and you. That's it. And I think that's another big shift is going from that cult where you're like, I'm not going to buy into your cult anymore. I want something that's real. So now you got to really be authentic, not play the carrot. If you go to this next tier, I think that used to work and it gets people's juices falling. It's emotion. I get it. That's another big shift.
1: Yeah. I think you're absolutely right. In fact, the number of times that I have seen in marketing and for coaches, marketing training for different coaches, it's study cult behavior, study how cults are. It's right in there. It's like, That has been there for a long time. And there's still some people doing that. And I think you're absolutely right. And that cult of personality of just because it's me, speaking of entitlement, right? I've built this giant, and you can see a lot of the big folks out there who are still trying to trade on that. They're still going, I've built this, I've been around for, here's my name. You should want to be part of this thing. And it's, you're seeing ads for it for two, three months straight, and then it just goes away. And I don't think it's because they filled the program. Yeah. I
0: think that to to add to that is... Listen, I don't know if I'd necessarily love everything about Gen Z, but what I will say with millennial and Gen Z, the part of their high level of sensibility and sensitivity is they are more aware. They are more intuitive. They are more sensitive. And they're going, that doesn't settle with me. I don't look at people that way. I think that is a bit of the awakening, right? And awakening has everything, right? We get the positive and negative. That's a really positive thing, I think, from these two generations below us age-wise. And I love that because I think they're looking at you going, nah. I'm good. And I think that's great. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think to a certain extent, you're right. They have, I think they have a blind spot around accepting authority in certain ways. On a hundred percent. But they, but yeah, they, there's a lot of skepticism with, you should listen to me because I'm me. Um, no, is generally their response. If they're even still paying attention by the time you get finished saying, this is me and I'm so great. They're off
0: scrolling through. Whatever the the pros and cons, though, right? Yep, absolutely. It's the pros and cons. Like they, they question authority more than I think they should. Yep. But because they do, they're not buying into the bullshit anymore, which is making everybody else go, Oh, I have to actually show up and be authentic. Yeah. Like even when you build business, I work with people building business and culture in their business. Mm -hmm. You, you can't just tell a millennial or a Gen Z like to go do this. You have to give them a reason why and it has to be something they can fan behind it. And I think there's, like we said, they don't handle authority as well, but there's a positive side to that too. It makes everybody level up in that area. Yeah. So
1: I think there's some ways in which they do accept authority a little too much. They've transferred the, what they believe. Like you say, you have to give them a why. They tend to think the expert or the scientist or the whatever is a good enough why sometimes when, it, when we haven't in the last 40 years bothered to explain how science actually works or how experts become such. And so we put a little too much emphasis on that. And marketing has done that all the time. Look at me. I'm an expert. Here's why. But there's also been a lot of, let me show you, I'm an expert. Here's actual pictures of this, or here's my And I think that's had to happen because of, like you say, that inherent skepticism. So it's weird how it shows up and how it doesn't, but it's really interesting. I have two teenage boys and watching how they interact with what's going on every day in the world. And I'm not talking about anything specific, just like what's going on every day in the world and, and how they handle it differently than we did and differently than my younger sisters did. It's just, it's amazing. It's great.
0: It's exciting. I'm just laughing because it's like the one side is like the things that we're like, oh yeah. They're like, are you crazy? How could you believe that? And the things that we're like, how could you believe that? They're like, no, I believe that. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Unless we're just used to just watching everything and going, why would you? No, I don't think that's for me. We're the professional observer generation, I think. Gee, you were going to say something.
2: I was just, you said you had your teenage boys and I was just, I have an 18 year old. He's my youngest one, last one at home. And what I worry about is the algorithm. Like I feel like he's definitely being influenced by his algorithm, way more than he's influenced by me at this point. And I'm afraid that when I look at his algorithm, I'm not gonna like what I see. With it.
1: Oh, see, this is a whole nother hour conversation we could have. Yeah. Rabbit It is that so I was trained in strategic intervention and human needs psychology, the six primary human needs that we all have, et cetera. And one of them being significance and how our how we prioritize those things changes over time and what stage of life we're in. And if the roof flies off your house, all of a sudden certainty flies to the top because now we need it. but from 13 to 25, significance is in like 90% of humans. From 13 to 25, significance is number one and number two, almost always. And it's that separation from the way mom and dad did it. But somewhere between 25 and 30, all of a sudden you become smart again, right? It's, They're
2: waiting on that.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah, We'll see. I think your daughters think sure.
2: My daughters well, do. My older daughters, for sure.
1: Yeah. yeah. There are times in my 40s now, there are times I'm like, oh, I owe dad yet another apology. Yeah. Just things. But anyway, so that's the that's fun stuff. We're coming up on time. So I want to ask you the second last question that I usually ask people, which is, what are you excited about right now? What's lighting up your world?
2: I think we're really excited because we're actually, like I said, we've done these live launches and it's the three-day mm-hmm. client attraction workshop where we talk about how to really attract the clients that you want to work with. And we've done this for 24 months in a row. And so the next one we're doing, by the time your listeners hear this, is going to be a brand new workshop. Yay, we're finally doing a brand new workshop. So we're really stoked about that. The things we're passionate right now are really just this big elephant in the room. And Mm -hmm. we want to show people how to share what they have, their gifts with the world, like everybody that we work with is very heart-centered, like they want to do good things, but they really struggle with things like sales and confidence in themselves. So we're working on some new content for the next new workshop where we're going to help them really feel comfortable in their own skin and try to adopt this different way, this new identity, as you called it. I might have to, I might have to use that. Thank Go you. right
1: ahead. Awesome. I borrowed it from someone else. It's all you.
2: Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. But yeah, so I'm not exactly sure what it's going to look like yet, but we're excited to build it and do some, offer something a little different than we have. And by the time they see this or hear this, it should be a link there to sign up for it.
1: Yep. Yes, we'll have a link. And so just to verify, this is a three-day in-depth, hands-on, fully supported workshop. Yes,
2: where people are not just going to come and get talked to or talked at, like you're actually going to show up and be doing some work and having some shares and really getting into it with us.
1: And it's free? Yes. All right. So folks listening, clear your schedule. Go click on the link. It'll be in the show notes. This is a good offer. And it's the kind where they're showing up and adding value. This is not a pitch fest. So you're not, just to verify, we're not going to be like on day one, here's the first hour. This is a really important thing that you need to know how to do. We're going to show you what you need to have there. And then if you really want to actually do that, come back here on day three and we'll pitch you the $150,000 program. how to actually do that right it's not just day after day (laughs) of frustration followed by pay us the next money and you'll get the answers
2: no in all transparency we make our offer on the third day and we Mm -hmm. always do permission-based sales where we do our teaching and stuff and then at the end we're like okay that's it it's been a great three days if you want to learn more about how to work with us stick around if you don't adios
1: well cool
0: go ahead mark Oh, no, I was just going to say, it's funny because I mean, you can even look at our Facebook or you can just, we have, like, it's amazing to be like, I can't believe you guys. Sure. Like yeah. they're just blown away because we don't even call it where it's an experience. And I think not only do you get to do the work, but there's a transformation piece that's happening. Yeah.
1: So then where can everyone find you? We'll put, we will put the links in the show notes, but for those listening as they're walking or commuting, whatever, where's the best way to find you?
2: Uh, you can find us on Instagram at Energetic Alignment Academy. Or at our website at www.energeticalignmentacademy.com. Cool.
0: Yeah, and and also Gabriel oh, Matt YouTube. at Instagram and Mark Anthony Longwick on IG, and then also yeah, we have YouTube as well. It's it's monetize, monetize your medicine. Monetize yes. your medicine. Monetize your medicine. Want to make sure I got the name monetize. of our that's the name of our container. Awesome. Actually. Awesome. So. Cool.
1: So yeah, all the links for that will be in the show notes. But sometimes folks just to listen and thumb type things. So we want to make sure that's in there. Well, thanks so much for being here. This has been an amazing conversation. I appreciate the time. I think we're going to be friends. We seem to be on a lot of the same page on some things. If folks like what they hear from me on the podcast, they like the way I talk about running a coaching business and building a profitable coaching business, I strongly suggest go and check out G and Mark at Energetic Alignment Academy. And I think you're going to like what you hear and see over there. So thanks so much for being here, guys. I really appreciate it. Thank
2: Thank you. It was awesome.
1: That's it for this episode of Profit for Coaches. I've been your host, Joss Withered. To make sure you never miss a new episode, go to ProfitforCoaches.com to subscribe now. You'll also find all the show notes, resources, guides, links, freebies, and other goodies that we mentioned on the show. Plus, we've got some special bonuses there just for our subscribers. So to make sure you profit fully from this and each new episode of Profit for Coaches, go to ProfitforCoaches.com now.